You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to recognize our show sponsor, Denim Marketing. It's a company I know a little bit about. Um, at Denim Marketing, we work to make your marketing a comfortable fit. So give us a call if you need original content for social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, blogging, or anything else that you can think of that needs to be written. Today, we're going to talk about land development. I'm going to add the good, the bad, and the ugly, because it's gotten to be a very interesting discussion as of late in the Atlanta market. Um, I'm fortunate to be joined in studio today by Miles Cardenas. He is the Senior Land Development Manager for McKinley Homes. So welcome to the show, Miles, and just jump in and tell us a little bit about you and your background. Thank you, Ms. Carol. I appreciate it. And you're right, land development right now has uh, been a little difficult pricing. Uh, just like everything else has fluctuated since uh, about two or two, three years ago. So we've been battling a lot of different things. But my name is Miles Cardenas. I'm a senior land development manager for McKinley Homes. I've been here now for almost four years in July. Uh, previously, wow. yeah, previously, uh, before coming here to McKinley, I was uh, a member of Cal Atlantic and was a part of the Cal Atlantic and Lenore merger nationwide. So I started off interning at Cal Atlantic Homes my senior year of college at KSU. Soon as I graduated, so I've probably been interning for about a year, about three months after I graduated, four months after I graduated, the merger was announced and we all became Lennar. So um, I had the fortunate opportunity of staying on and worked at Lennar for another two and a half years before I wound up coming to McKinley. So had the opportunity to stay on and do land development at Lennar. Um, for a large public builder for quite a while and then actually built uh, as a construction manager in two townhome communities in Drury Hills for about a year before transitioning over to McKinley Homes. So had the opportunity to get some more development experience for the largest national builder at the time and then uh, construction experience and been carrying my development experience into my role here at McKinley. So you mentioned you went to KSU. What is your degree from KSU? Is it related to construction? It is. It is. So uh, fortunately, KSU has a, a program that was a part of the Southern Polytechnic merger, another merger. Uh, it's been a part <laughs> of a lot of mergers in, in my time. But uh, Southern Polytechnic had a construction management program. So uh, they got rolled up onto KSU, under KSU during that merger acquisition. So I graduated with the Bachelor of Science in Construction Management from Ken, uh, Kennesaw State University. That's fantastic. Well, give our listeners a 30,000-foot view of McKinley Homes. What do you guys do? Sure. So McKinley Homes uh, has actually been around for quite some time. Um, I know about McKinley from the earlier stages of growth about four years ago when I started, but I've heard that McKinley's been around since 2008. Um, started off maybe as an investment company and started doing a few investments here and there, maybe some homes here and there, and then uh, decided to grow their team. So about four years ago when I came, which was in, in 2019 or so, um, they decided to bring all their land development in-house. Uh, so I was a part of a team to help build that mission for us. Uh, so we started developing in-house about four years ago. 
Um, currently, we do everything from single family homes to townhomes. We're getting into some commercial stuff, so some apartments, some stacked flats here coming up pretty uh, pretty quickly. Uh, mixed use projects that include residential and apartments, so residential and commercial. Uh, so I've had the opportunity to do a little bit of both since I've uh, been here. So uh, we've done some things all over the state. We're as, about as far north as Calhoun, but as far south now as, as uh, Morrow, Georgia. We've gotten into to Hampton a little bit on some earlier projects. Um, we're out in, in Marietta, close to the Braves Stadium. Uh, we've been out in Canton for a little while. We're as far east as about Conyers, Covington right now. So we spread out uh, all around Georgia at the moment. We have a, a new division in, in North Carolina. In the Raleigh oh, that's area. exciting. Yep. So we uh, have one or two projects going on in Raleigh right now in the smaller office, and we're looking at some things in Huntsville, Alabama right now. So uh, we've expanded into a couple of different states. and uh, uh, We have a, a sister company in New York that uh, does some commercial up there. So uh, McKinley is, is a, a, a nice size company. It does a lot of different things and, and dipping into a lot of different markets. Absolutely. Well, how did you get involved or how did you get interested in land development? You know, talk us through that. Yeah, that's a good question. So when I was at Kennesaw State University, I got involved in the National Association of Home Builders student chapters. Uh, we didn't have a chapter at the school at the time. So my mentor and teacher at the time, Dr. Sharna Rogers, um, she gathered a group of us. I was one of the voluntold students to be a part of the, the NHB student chapter. And I um, had the opportunity to compete in the uh, residential construction management competition that they do for four-year schools, two-year schools, and high schools um, in conjunction with IBS every year. So competed in that competition for about three years. Doing that competition, just fell in love with residential. I started off actually doing commercial, so I worked for Bats and Cook for almost two years. And then going into my senior year of college, I decided that I wanted to try something on the residential side. The competition was heavily built on land development. So acquisition all the way through sale and marketing um, through development process and putting together budgets and understanding financials and a bunch of different things. So it introduced me to that realm of it. Um, And then at the time before Cal Atlantic Homes became Cal Atlantic Homes, it was Ryland. Uh, So Ryland Homes had a uh, table at one of the student competitions and got a chance to talk to a representative from Ryland Homes at the time and told them I was interested in potentially come in and work for them and wanted to get into some land development. And they told me that they'd give me a call back if they had anything to open up. And uh, Going into my senior year, I had the opportunity about a year after meeting that representative, um, had the opportunity to go work at Ryland, but then turned into Cal Atlantic at the time and started off doing some acquisition stuff. And we had a need in our development department because we were actually working to do some in-house development at the time. And, and we didn't have that many people in the office to do that. So my boss at the time asked me if I wanted to start doing some development stuff and kind of step out of acquisitions. And I started essentially being a, a quasi land development manager as an intern in college um, and had the great opportunity of getting hired out of school a year after really getting involved in it with only a year of experience and been doing it ever since. It's, it's not. Yeah not very uh, common that somebody can be a land development manager with less than five to 10 years of experience. So it was a, a blessing and opportunity for me to be able to do that. And I, I appreciate uh, Cal Atlantic Homes and, and my boss at the time for the opportunity to be able to continue that through uh, where I am now. 
Yeah. Well, it sounds like you, you know, you had a lot of experience in college, a lot of experience. I didn't realize that you'd work for Bats and Cook. That's pretty impressive. And it's so funny. You're sitting here and I'm like, how is that six years ago? I remember when you were competing in those, you know, international builders show competitions. And I'm like, wow, it's been six years already. So kudos to you. So um, talk a little bit, you know, land development, you know, obviously we alluded to the fact that it's challenging, but you know, what is the most challenging part of your job day to day? Uh, most challenging part of the land development manager role day to day is, uh, every project is new. It's different. A lot of unknowns. Um, obviously you go from 2d to 3d very quickly. So everything looks good on paper <laughs> as it relates <laughs> to plans and so on and so forth. And then we, start getting into the grading and the utilities and we find things. And that's, that's, that's the biggest part of the job is trying to plan for those things up front where you don't really know until you start really digging into it uh, yeah. quite literally. So yeah. <laughs> planning we start, for the unknown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we try to do everything we can from a due diligence standpoint to be able to identify a lot of the things that we believe would be unknowns. So spend a lot of time and efforts um, financially and in, in engineering yeah. to, see if we can get around some things that we notice when we do find things in the due diligence phase, but everything is so different when you start opening everything up. And then obviously you're dealing with municipalities and inspectors and standards. And obviously for us, we're the the biggest part of what happens when it comes to home building. A lot of money is spent on this side of the business, a lot of time, mm-hmm. a lot of efforts because it is the stage before the home building process actually starts from a vertical standpoint. So a lot of pressure on us day to day to make sure that we stay on time, stay on budget. Uh, we get all the things we need. Final plats obviously are one of the biggest things terminology wise that we need mm-hmm. to we always fight towards to be able to get to that point where building permits can start being so many different unknowns, weather, obviously. So you're saying all the rain, 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 rain yeah. that just keeps coming. Yeah, for us, around this time of year, winter, the biggest times for us uh, when it comes to crunch time or getting things done before that time is we always try to curb and pave before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. every year because after Thanksgiving, between that November and April, uh, early April, end of April cycle, there's a lot of rain, a lot of cold weather, not much sunshine. So trying to get to those parts and get those parts done between November and April is normally a little bit harder for us. Right. Um, so right now for us, that's the challenging part. We have a lot of projects that are at that stage for us right now. We're just trying to get across the finish line, yeah. get, those, uh, get through the process so we can start. Yeah. Well, what's the most exciting part about land development for you? Um, the most exciting part, I would definitely say, is the networking. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, in this particular role, there's a lot of opportunity to network um, and get the chance to learn a lot of the reviewers by name. Um, get the chance to work with a lot of engineers, a lot of contractors. So the networking portion of it is um, is one of the more rewarding portions of it because our relationships on the land development side carry on. So mm-hmm. obviously for us, preferred contractors and those relationships are big for us because we normally ask those guys to you know, go to the next job with us um, and, and try to you know, continue on that relationship going forward and, and build a strong contractor base. Uh, yeah. The other thing for me is just as a land development manager, I have the opportunity to see a ton of different jobs. I probably manage throughout the year. You no, know, if we're really, really busy, I probably manage about 10 to 
10 to 15 jobs a year at one time. Um, So getting the opportunity to get around to the different jobs, be in the field, um, talk with the contractors, uh, see what's going on, really understand the process. As a young person, that's been the the more fun part for me because it's Mm -hmm. part of my learning process. A lot of people that have been doing this for years um, and have been able to kind of go through the cycles of the industry and then go through the cycles of what I know now to be development versus what they knew to be development 10, 20 years ago um, has been pretty fun for me. Yeah, that's neat. Crafting the perfect marketing strategy is like constructing the perfect pair of jeans. You need all the right components and expertise. Unlike trying on a dressing room full of jeans, denim marketing makes the process painless and easy. Denim marketing is the market leader in creating quality original content for home builders, developers, remodelers, and others in the industry. Call 770-383-3360 or email carol at denimmarketing.com to find out how denim marketing can be a comfortable fit for your social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, blogs, and other marketing needs. Well, talk a little bit about how younger people can get involved in the industry. You know, obviously that's something, you know, we're all trying to attract more, you know, more youth, more younger people to the industry so the industry can carry on. Do you have tips, advice, ways that, you know, people can help? Yeah, of course. So for younger professionals that are in the the industry, um, I'm a huge proponent of the Greater Atlanta Homebuilders Association. Uh, That's where I really got started, obviously, with NHB student chapters. Our local is one of our biggest supports at the college level. So getting involved with the Greater Atlanta Home Builders Association while I was in college was one of the biggest and best things that I feel like I have been able to uh, to be able to nurture that relationship from then to now. I, I can't believe I mean, that relationship started when I was 19 years old. And I'm, I'm eight years later, nine years later, um, it's, it's the strongest it's ever been, but I I don't know that I would be able to be doing this without that relationship starting when it did and, and being able to meet the people that I've met like yourself um, to be able to to talk to and, and have mentors and build those relationships. So I would say getting involved with the Greater Atlanta Association, Greater Atlanta Home Builders Association is the first step. And then obviously for the GHBA, um, it's one of many local chapters that have mm-hmm. an actual chapter for young professionals. Um, The young professionals group within the GHBA is a a safe space for young professionals that are wanting to get into the industry, wanting to make connections, but are nervous to do it on such a larger scale when it comes to getting involved with the GHBA, going to meetings, not knowing Mm -hmm. who to talk to. A lot of the younger professionals that we see as part of the young professionals group are new to the industry or they've been relocated from another market and don't really know anyone and they're trying to get involved and don't know where to start or who to talk to. And that group is kind of a resource group for young professionals that are in that state of their career. Just trying to figure out who to talk to, what events to go to, what events do we think they would benefit from? Because there's so many different chapters and councils. And oh my gosh, yeah. To get to <laughs> thing. So, you know, just trying to nail down and be a resource group for young professionals say, hey, well, what side of town are you on? What are you involved in? Or if you're involved in sales and getting involved with sales and marketing council mm-hmm. is probably the best route for you to go. Start getting involved with those events and obviously stay involved with young professionals. And you know, many of those people come to our events because they want right. to be able to see 
the the younger faces that are are in the industry and in the future of the industry. So absolutely. Yeah. Y'all have the most fun events too. So, you know, we like to hang out at them. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. We normally try to get to all the SMC and the PWP. PWP, yeah. You guys yeah. have. And uh, essentially that's how Young Professionals started. It started from Elevate, which was a young professionals group under PWB when mm-hmm. I was in college. So that vision actually started with PWB. Um, and it's grown so much since then. So um, I remember yeah. going to the Elevate events and I was the only guy. <laughs> wow. Um, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, Courtney, who works for me, was involved. And I think she was the first chair of Elevate. And now she's chairing um, professional women in buildings. So, um, you know, everything kind of comes full circle. So, you know, very proud of her and her involvement and, you know, getting young professionals involved and, and being involved as a young professional. So, yes. yeah, absolutely. Well, where, you know, when you guys are developing and you're looking to develop and where are you looking for land right now? I imagine that's kind of gotten challenging the Atlanta market too, even just finding land. Yeah. So for us, um, our price point is kind of in that first time, I would consider first time home Mm -hmm. buyer, move up buyer. Uh, We don't really do much in the price range above 500. Right. Um, So a lot of our markets are really tailored towards where we believe we can sell. Um, and where we can be able to market. Um, we do do some for rent projects. So that's also one thing that we're involved in, that we take a look at the market from a rent standpoint, analyze it from that standpoint as it relates to uh, the product that we have and what can rent in that area. So for us right now, um, it's heavily contingent on what we believe our metrics are for being able to get into a market and not be too high in the market to where we're pricing ourselves out and not being able to sell, but then right. also not being too high in the market to uh, be able to appeal to renters in that mm-hmm. market. So, you know, for us, we're doing a lot of stuff right now in, in Gainesville. Um, that area we've probably got currently right now about five or six projects. Wow. Um, and, and several of them are very large projects. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking in. East, on the south side of town. So we've got a mixed-use project. Um, well, we've got a commercial project, an apartment project that's coming up at Clayton County in Morrow next to South Lake Mall. Hmm. We've got a project that's coming up in Fairburn um, that is a residential. We've got a project that's coming up in Stone Mountain in the cab area that's a mix of apartments and townhomes. So uh, and then obviously we have our own multifamily team here. So mm-hmm. we've got some apartment deals that we've been looking at. We've got an apartment deal that we're we're getting ready to start in Lithonia, um, in that market. So we're doing a lot of different things as it relates to the for sale side and the for rent side. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so apartments and condos and, and obviously single family. That's a lot. It's a lot going on. Yes. So what should I ask you that I haven't asked you? Is there anything else that you would really like to share with our audience? Um, That is a good question. So I think, obviously, right now, one of the bigger things that the GHBA and the NHB as a whole has been putting a lot of emphasis on is workforce development and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yep. Um, So personally, been doing a lot of that with the Greater Atlanta Home Builders Association Workforce Development Program that we're doing with Boys and Girls Club at this level. Um, and then obviously Young Professionals is is working on programs with 
high schools and, and talking about careers in construction and skilled trades. So we are doing a lot of different things as it relates to yes, the house <laughs> that she, the house that she built is is definitely one of the uh, catapults for several boys and girls club programs uh, across the nation that are are working together with local HBAs. Um, yeah. And then the diversity, equity, and inclusion portion of it, uh, the National Association of Home Builders has uh, put together an initiative to focus on uh, HBCUs with construction-related programs, building science, construction management, construction science. Um, so that program is kicking off and traveling a little bit, building relationships with uh, historically Black colleges and universities and talking to them about construction and the industry and, and providing better opportunities for their students to be able to get into the industry and start working and, and making sure they have all the resources that they need. So um, those are definitely two big things. Absolutely. That's huge. Yes. So it's uh, been keeping me busy for sure. Good. Well, I didn't realize that you're very involved in the Boys uh, Boys and Girls Club initiative then. Yes. Uh, so myself and Tony Can at, H- uh, at HB okay. Next. Yeah. Miss Valerie Raverman at, at yep. the HBA. Uh, we're we're essentially leading that effort, um, and this is our Excellent. first. Yeah, this is our first round. So we started in January and we'll end in mid May. Yeah, um, we're doing everything from highlighting all the skilled trades from from concrete all the way to finishes, and then we're doing some site visits, and some demos. That's great. Bringing different trades in and different companies in talk about acquisitions and development a little bit. So um, really just working with them to introduce them to the process of taking a a lot, identifying that lot, identifying product and taking that all the way from acquisition to Mm -hmm. to close and sale. So yeah. And then just identifying all the amazing jobs that are in this industry and not just jobs, their careers and careers they can make a great living in. Yeah. Um, you know, and especially for women, you know, construction and real estate and home building is one of the only fields that you can earn. I think women are earning 92 cents on the dollar of what men, you know, earn. Mm. So you get into that, you know, you talk about equity and pay equity. Um, it's a much more equitable field than a lot of other fields for women. Um, and I think we do see more women and more minorities and just, you know, you know, the industry is definitely diversifying. You know, I go to HBA meetings now and I'll look around the room and say, golly, I don't know about 20% of these people and look how young they are. Isn't this mm-hmm. fantastic? So I'm really excited. And I, I um, credit the Younger Professionals Committee for recruiting those folks and getting them on board and making them feel comfortable coming to all the different meetings. So it's really exciting to see where the industry is going. So thank you for your work with that and your leadership there. And I think, you know, just the fact that you are a, you know, a young man of color inspires so many people who see you. They're like, oh, wow, he did that. I can do that, you know? Definitely so that. that's you. what we need. You know, we just need people need to, you know, see that, yes, this is an inclusive industry and there are people in the industry already who look like me and I can do that too. So, you know, and that's going to take all of us, you know, so thank you for sure. your part in that. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, where can our listeners go to get more information about McKinley Homes? Sure. So our website is www.mckinleyhomes.com. Um, so on that website, you can find you know, about the company, who we are. You can also see our active and upcoming neighborhoods um, and a little bit more on our website. So that's our website. 
We're also on LinkedIn at McKinley Homes, and then we're on Instagram at McKinley underscore Homes. Um, so those are the three social media platforms that I found that we're on. I'm sure we're on more. Excellent. Thank you. Well, I'm going to say this is a wrap of this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. I want to thank Miles Cardenas for joining me in studio today and for McKinley for allowing him to. Um, on behalf of our show sponsor, Denim Marketing, I'm your host, Carol Morgan. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, please go on over to iTunes and give us a positive rating and review. Um, if iTunes is not your preferred site, you can also listen to us on Stitcher and Spotify. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to me at carol at denimmarketing.com and tell me what you'd like to talk about. And I look forward to seeing you right here again next week for our next episode. Today's episode was made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite real estate blog and source for real estate news, trends, new home communities, model homes, builders, and more. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your podcast or iTunes app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show.